0: This week, Father Paul notes that the one who reads scripture reads aloud so that all would hear God speak directly. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. One more time, forget about mysticism, especially my Orthodox hearers. There are things that are essentially good or essentially bad just dismiss that word essence because it does not exist in the Semitic languages okay that's why that famous Nicene Creed was in trouble when it had to be translated not only in Semitic languages even in Armenian No, you have to go to the original. Things are assigned to be so. In other words, you cannot mix modern science with Genesis 1, 2, 3. Modern science tries to understand what's the difference between a tree and an animal and then between an apple tree and a pear tree and so on. No, the Bible goes by Genesis 1. It is God who planted the trees in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. It is God that made even the dry land. Otherwise it could be submerged. But he put limits. It is God that created the monsters of the sea and the fish. It is God that made the animals, it is God that made the human beings. And He said to the last two that you would eat from the vegetation. I planted! Why am I stressing this? To prepare you for the importance of the closing of this chapter. So you shall keep my commandments and do them. I am the Lord. And you shall not profane. And again you have this verb Hillel to make it acceptable to you. No. It is made acceptable by me. Refer to my study on the use of that root in the passive. And man was allowed to call upon the Lord, not started calling upon the Lord. And you shall not profane my holy name but I will be hallowed among the people of Israel. I am the Lord who sanctify you. Now notice this English. On one hand you have hallowed, you have sanctify, and you have to spend five minutes to explain to the children in Sunday school, you know, in our language, hollow and sanctify are exact. So why would you use two verbs? just stick with the original where you have but i will be hallowed among the people nikdashti hear it from kadosh nikdashti i am the lord who sanctify you you have the same roots why change it I mean, our Sunday school is like teaching English to the children. When they learn English at school, just channel the Bible to them. And then, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God? Remember, God in the Bible did not take his people out of Egypt to Save them, as we like to say all the time. No, but to have them come to his holy mountain where he shared with them his commandments to be kept by them. So rephrase your Sunday school material for heaven's sakes. Across all Christian denominations, I am the Lord. That is why later we shall hear in the book of Numbers already at the beginning and then developed in the book of Deuteronomy where God spoke the bear his Devarim, his words Bamidbar in the wilderness it is untranslatable because in Hebrew, you have the same root repeated in Dibber, barim, and Midbar. And if this does not convince you to learn Hebrew, not just to be puffed up and impress the other people that you know Hebrew, but in order to hear scripture, In chapter 23, I want to underscore only the first verses because the rest is a repetition of what was said before. So in 23, the Lord said to Moses, notice the plain." untasty and thus, distasteful English. It took a short cut. But in Hebrew you have and spoke the Lord to Moses in order to say, saying. So you hear first the verb, he uttered, he spoke and thus the saying in order to say to make it clear that is addressed to the people he was not talking to himself but you lose this underscoring in English you have, and the Lord said to Moses let me hear what he said no, he the bear and then Say to the people of Israel, let's hear it in Hebrew, So you have twice in Hebrew that is totally eliminated in this emasculated English rendering. Speak to the people of Israel and say to them. The English is very shortened. Say to the people of Israel. God said to Moses, say to the people of Israel. Which in both cases eliminates the essential bear, which is heard as the first word in both Verse one and verse two. Deber el bene <inaudible> Israel amarta, Alehem, saying unto them. The appointed feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim as holy convocations, my appointed feasts are these. Notice. Things are by appointment in the Bible. Forget about the labs. The labs do not help you in the Bible. They are as helpless as your own narratives that change every 20 years according to the new fad. No, it is so because God makes things to be so. Let's go in detail about the roots here, appointed feasts of the Lord. this appointed feasts is one word in Hebrew. Moed and the plural Moadim. If you know Arabic, you know it is from the root of waad to promise like I make an appointment with you. okay this is the same word as you hear in the story of Sarah and the Lord, when the Lord says to her, after one year at that appointed time, I shall come and you conceive and or have a child, you know. So it's the appointed feasts. Which you shall proclaim, let's hear it in Hebrew, Asher, it is from the verb Qara, from which we have Quran. You proclaim loudly, but I want you to hear Qara. That's why the reading of scripture in our services in the Orthodox Church is the kerigma. You proclaim, you say to other people. But then, this holy convocations in English is disastrous because, I mean, if you know Latin, you can make the connection. But I want you to hear it in the original Hebrew. So you have the dated times of the Lord, which you will proclaim aloud as In English you have holy convocations, but in Hebrew you have that the meetings are defined by the fact that they are proclaimed as meeting by God. And the Muslims are the closest in this because their Quran is the voice of God, the one who reads them, reads them aloud so that they would hear directly God speaking if we can begin in our Sunday school to remind the children very early that the meetings, the convocations, are each one of them emikre. And you know how in Hebrew you nominalize a verb by adding emem at the beginning like shafat or shapat is to judge Mishpat is the judgment. Kam, kum, kum is to stand erect, to stand up. And then a place, a specific place where you would put two stones, one on top of the other. A marker is called in Hebrew makom. So that is something very important. Teach it early in Sunday school the nominalization of the Semitic verbs. In other words, the meeting is defined by the caller. And this is what the original authors, who did the translation of the Septuagint, according to me, combined the Kaleo, to call, with Ekklesia, the called one. So. Mikre is another word, if you like, of kahal. So the Septuagint did not come out of the nowhere. The seed of this connection between call and the called, the congregation, is already in the Hebrew because one of the words that reflect congregation besides. Hal, and ida Notice, Ada is from the same root as Mu'ad. You have more importantly here, Mikre. Mikre, Kodesh. Convocations of holiness. They are. To me, Mu'adai my dated appointments technically it's untranslatable I mean forget about what you hear in English it doesn't mean anything if God would hear your English he would slam his forehead as have I ever said these things but that's what you do from the pulpit every Sunday so let me revisit quickly, verse 2, the bear. Okay, which is the word to speak out to the son of Israel, saying unto them, my dated times, which you will proclaim aloud as convocations that have been proclaimed as convocations of holiness. These are my dated appointments, Muadai. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.